Welcome aboard Imagination Skyway, your grand podcast tour of the magic. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and today's episode is going to take us to part two of a discussion we kicked off last week about our favorite attraction ride vehicles at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland. I'm once again joined on this podcast episode by my good friends, Brett, Craig, and Vanessa from Beyond the Mouse, who will help identify and discuss the last remaining attraction ride vehicles on our list. Of course, if you didn't yet listen to part one, I encourage you to head back to our previous podcast episode to hear the first several answers on our respective lists. It really was an enjoyable start to the conversation. At the end of the show, we'll return to Imagination Central, where I'll share some ways in which you can stay connected with Imagination Skyway, how you can discuss this topic with others, and how you can help to support and inspire the future of this show. Please remain seated, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast at all times, and enjoy your grand circle tour aboard Imagination Skyway. I think we've all been trying to avoid the biggies um, because we've been, you know, but I think it's time. Like your listeners are like, seriously, how far into this episode are they? And they (laughs) haven't mentioned the doom buggies uh, from the haunted mansion. I had a great dad joke for that. Oh, Oh, yeah. Just fill us with doom Um, and gloom. Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. Well, I'd say you've been dropping the room dead with all these jokes all episode long, uh, Brett. So uh, I would say, you know, like it's the it's the development of the Omnimover system. And it's just like it's really cool because if you think about the history of the Haunted Mansion, which if you have not listened to Matthew's episode on the Haunted Mansion, he did several years ago. Holy moly, go back and listen to that. But it, it's great because they didn't know what they wanted this attraction to be. They, they There was very late stage designs that this was going to be a walkthrough attraction and really more like a haunted house. And so the idea of the Omnimover system helped to be able to say, okay, how are we gonna get so many people through this attraction? And of course that then goes to several so many other attractions throughout the Disney parks uh, domestically and internationally to like use that as a system that then can move massive amounts of people through a ride in any given hour. And so uh, the Doom Buggies have to be on this list. I would be almost shocked if it wasn't on all four of our lists. Uh, And so I think we finally just need to talk about it. Uh, It was not on my list. No, I'm kidding. It was it was absolutely on my list. Yeah, the first Omnimover attraction. You know, it's funny. A lot of people, um, I guess this is according to Bob Gurr, at least, like miscategorize Omnimovers and what they are. There's actually not that many of them when you actually sit down and think about it. Um, At Walt Disney World, there's the Haunted Mansion. There's also Spaceship Earth. um, And then the Seas with Nemo and Friends and uh, Under the Sea, the Little Mermaid. I'm probably missing one, but uh, off the top of my head, those are the only Omnimovers I can really think of. Um, But a lot of people will say, for instance, Journey into Imagination is an Omnimover because the vehicles are on a track and they turn um, and they can pivot in all different directions. But uh, at least according to Bob Gurr's definition, which I'm going with because he invented the Omnimover system, um, it has to be constantly moving um, on a track. So think about like a moving platform as you're boarding the vehicle. And the vehicles have to be able to turn 360 degrees in, you know, an omnidirectional. Um, so that's uh, that's the that's your imagineering lesson for today. But uh, Doom, 
the the doom buggy of all the omni movers because i did go through my head this is the only omni mover i had on my list because of that that look to it like you you it's such a unique design you've never seen anything like it before but it looks like something that you would find in a haunted house or around a haunted house of some kind um plus you have the ghost host talking to you um in your doom buggy feels like that ghost host is just talking to you and the the fact that you know what i really love about it is that i i know that design was intentional so that while on spaceship earth you can literally look all different directions and see around you um, by making sure that your view is just focused on what's in front of you you cannot see behind you you really can't easily see to the side of you they can give you that element of surprise and it does add a little bit to the fear factor because you can't really see what's behind you especially as you're moving backwards through certain scenes like is there something terrifying behind me in this mansion so for first time guests it really does add a little bit of a creepy spooky factor to it so brilliant ride vehicle and innovative ride design yeah and almost i know it's not meant to be a coffin but because the edges of the ride kind of encompass you 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 feel as if you are trapped almost as if you are in a coffin as you're going through this haunted mansion so definitely one of my favorites and on my list well i never thought of that before now i'm going to be completely freaked out oh that's okay that's okay but speaking of if you want to freak someone out, I don't do this anymore and I don't really suggest anyone do this. But there was a time when you are, in fact, moving into the graveyard, when you are, as the story goes, falling mm-hmm. out of the second story, that that is the time that you're closest to the vehicle in front of you. So when they're falling out, you can you can really just reach out and knock on the back of oh. their <laughs> doom buggy and kind of freak them out. That's the closest place you can do that. Not that I, not that we should do that, or I'm giving anyone uh, any suggest- <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I haven't done that for the longest time, but we used to do it. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure people do that, but you know, just uh, for so for for Disney's sake and for the guests around right. you, yes. please keep your hands, arms, feet, and, and feet, feet and legs inside the Doom buggy at all times. Um, at all times. Not, yes. At all times. Um, <laughs> until you have to get out of the Sorry. vehicle, but. Um, right. yeah, that is, it, 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 that doom buggy does get really close. I know it's like, it's almost right like there. in Muppet vision that 3d, like you just yes. want to reach out and like, Oh, I can, I can grab this in front of me. Yes. Uh, you just knock wrap with your knuckles. I mean, <laughs> you don't do that. I did that one a few times when I was a child, you know, now that I would never do that. Well, I yeah. haven't done it for a long time. But anyway, that sorry. must be why they call it doom buggy too. Cause you do fall to your doom. That's what point. I thought that was kind of the story of that. So. Yeah, that is, mm. that is. Um, but the name is just, it's, I think it has more to do with the feeling you're supposed to get, this feeling of dread getting into the vehicle, yeah. or feeling of doom is probably, that is the right word. Yeah. Uh, but that's a... It's fun. Fun, a, a, a whole discussion yes. in itself, but Greg, I'm I'm glad uh, Greg, Craig, I'm glad that you <laughs> who's Craig, Craig, I'm <laughs> glad that you uh you got let that one out. Um, we have that answer here as well. Um, all right, let's go to uh, after I don't know how to top that, but Vanessa, let's go to you next. Oh, well, this one is definitely going to be a favorite for a lot of people. I I think there are some locations where you can just sit in it. I think Bob Gurr possibly has one, maybe. Uh, But that is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That car, uh, you know, if you can't do Indiana Jones and you still want a wild ride, 
That's wild. I mean, you end up in hell for God's sakes. So, you know, it's it's fun. You're just you don't really have control of where you're going, but it does feel like it because you've got the steering wheel and you can just kind of turn around and doors are flying open and it feels absolutely crazy. Like you're just driving chaotically and it's it is so fun. And it's such a fun little vehicle, not uh, one that is great to share with uh, other uh, adults because it is a, a small vehicle. But if you can get one all on your own, it is just so much fun. Definitely a fun experience. Another unique vehicle, one that we miss in the Magic Kingdom, but we do have Winnie the Pooh, um, which I know my daughter really enjoys. So <laughs> I have to, it's Aww. it's designed for the the younger generations too. And I mean, come on, most of us grew up with Winnie the Pooh. So um, even as an adult, Side I still note, enjoy that uh, too. I don't think, I don't know that Winnie the Pooh is maybe going to make anybody's list, but the really funny story. So I assumed because uh, at an after hours event that we were just recently at uh, with Vanessa, I assumed that maybe because it was an attraction for younger riders that uh, Vanessa would like that ride. And she goes, no, it does all the bouncing. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, it only bounces for a second or two. And then I actually wrote it after that. It, the ticker scene that lasts for a while. I mean, it, it, that thing is bouncing along for a long time. So, um, just a, a side note that it, you know, it, I don't know, is like Mandela effect or what, but it just like um, I thought the ticker scene was only seconds long, but it is quite longer than that. Well, note uh, for West Coast visitors to Disneyland, Tigger does the at the the time that Tigger is in the attraction, the attraction vehicle does not do that which was disappointing for me, but it would probably be a very good thing for Vanessa and possibly Matthew too. I, I actually can handle it. Um, you know, as long as I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm already feeling sick, it's not going to help. But if it's, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling all right, I actually can handle that. My, my trick for that one is just to ride in the front row, um, just to have mm -hmm. some visibility definitely helps. And it's, it's gentle, it's gentle, mm -hmm. but I can see Vanessa how like on an off day, I wouldn't be able to handle it either. Yeah. And like what you just said is it was the we had already written so many things. And by mm -hmm. that, and I was like, I'm not risking it. I don't want to bounce with Tigger. So, you know, Tigger, you're on your own. It it definitely makes a big difference. Um, so that's a great answer. Uh, Brett, you're up next. OK, well, <laughs> as my co-hosts can attest, it wouldn't be a bread answer if it doesn't have 27 answers. So oh I'm going to give you a class of attraction and we were never invited back again <laughs> go ahead brett so no um uh main street vehicles so i would include the omnibus uh the horse drawn carriage um i don't think they have i don't know if they still have the jitney but the jitney was a small enclosed vehicle and then the fire engine and the fire engine now I, it, okay, this is uh, this is a cast member when they used to oh when they used to have cast Christmas parties. It was 1927, and they had cast Christmas parties. And this one time, you know, I mean, you're a cat. Well, anyway, I was I was doing shows in Tomorrowland, but but we got to run around for a little bit. And uh, so at the very when the park was opening, that's the night when managers and upper management are taking care of attractions and you know doing all of that so we had i don't know must have been someone who was really high up driving <laughs> uh the uh the fire engine so we started on main street but we took a tour <laughs> we took a detour to the right and went through tomorrowland up through fantasy land and then back to 
I don't know. Back to why don't did we go? Well, anyway, it was a detour. <laughs> so we went on a little tour of the Magic Kingdom in the fire engine, which was great fun. So that's a great memory that no one will else will be able to to enjoy. But please just picture that in your eye in your head that that's... you know, and not the idea of you know going on a, a tour of Dis- of Walt Disney World's uh, Magic Kingdom in. <laughs> A fire engine. Definitely so, unique. Yeah. For those reasons, those are, you know, those are iconic attraction vehicles for me. So. A whole category. Um, well, the whole I, category. Well, I'm, I'm showing it some love because it may not be in everyone else's choices. I did. There I did is. think of it. Um, and I did consider putting that on my list as well because it is so old school, iconic mm-hmm. Main Street USA. About placemaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it transports you back to that era, but mm-hmm. um, it, it did not make my list. But that's you know, it, there's as as we can attest to, like we haven't had too many overlaps yet. There's just so many mm-hmm. iconic attractions. Um, I'm gonna go to one that may have an overlap uh, with with maybe some of you, uh, maybe not everybody, <clears throat> but um, it does fit into again. I'm thinking about like I probably had the same thought process as Craig, where I went with the iconic and um, innovative vehicles. Uh, and this one, it's a vehicle, but you don't think of it as a vehicle when you get on it. Um, and that is the elevators on Tower of Terror. Oh, now, yeah, I, I obviously am including attractions on here that I cannot personally ride. But again, that's because I separated the attraction from the vehicle itself and what the vehicle does. So this vehicle, this was, you know, mid nineties. It was, it was around the same time Indiana Jones adventure at Disneyland was being, was opening up. So we're talking about like an innovative time for both coasts in the U S on, for Disney parks. And, um, this was a case where, you have an L you board, especially if you don't know, like now with YouTube, you can go and look up anything, but you were, if you were a guest going to ride tower of terror for the first time, you hadn't really, even the commercials didn't talk about this. You had to have spoken to somebody. You walk past tower of terror. You see the elevators. You understand that this is a, you know, a drop ride. So you get that. Um, and then you board that elevator car and you think that, or that, that service elevator. And you think you're just going to go up and up, and up and then drop and that's usually what you would expect um but no you go up and up you get a couple of creepy scenes and then the whole elevator moves forward on a track and that part is the part that i i know is first of all it's unique it's the only tower of terror in the world that does that um since and it was also the first which makes it interesting that the newer versions don't necessarily do that they they move back and forth into the load and unload area but that's not part of the show. Like this, this really is a part of the show um, where you move forward through the fifth dimension and then get to the real drop shaft. Um, and at that point, you actually, um, from a technical perspective, like the elevator car that you're in isn't the one that rises and falls. It locks into the actual mechanism um, in that other drop tower or the or in the drop tower that rises and falls. Um, and same thing when you're when you're in the slower lifts uh, before the fifth dimension scene, you're actually it locked into another mechanism that raises and lowers the um, the vehicle that you're in. Um, but then it moves through that fifth dimension scene. It 
uses the same technology that was on the universe of energy. It follows that little copper wire on the floor. A lot of people call it a trackless ride. I mean, yes, there's no literal track, but not quite the same. Um, it is following some guided system, um, physical guided system to get to the other point. But what a innovative ride vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. Again, one that I don't really ride, but that's okay. I still give it a ton of credit for its innovation and its iconic nature. It was Absolutely. number 11 oh my on my gosh. list. So, oh, so it was a I backup. Say that, you know, so it was a backup for me, um, but it is such a great ride, such a great attraction. I really hope that they get that second side working so the wait times don't have to be 120 minutes every time you're in Hollywood Studios. But a uh, wonderful way to explain it, Matthew. That is, uh, that is actually the reason why they changed Tower of Terror, <laughs> because they knew yeah. that if... Um, if one of the drop towers had to go down for maintenance, that cut 50% of the capacity <laughs> for the attraction. And they do need maintenance, like to keep them, keep them, keep it working. It needs maintenance. It's just a routine thing. Um, so now you have uh, three drop towers in every Tower of Terror attraction, um, six loading areas, which is insane. Um, so that if one, they could do one at a time and you still have more than half capacity, 60, you know, 66% or so capacity. Mm. at a time i love all of the facts thank you that's just what people come here for so the uh i know our listeners our listeners listening to this episode are just like wait um he that we really do need to listen to more of matthew (laughs) yeah it's like dang those those the three of them together can't have enough brain cells to get us this kind of information (laughs) (laughs) nonsense nonsense um all right, let's go back to Brett. Let's go to you. Oh gosh, now we're we're. we're Can I ask a question? Because yes. I wonder how many more rounds we have. That way, I. Can... That's a good question. I have so this is good. Let's let's take a little gut check right here. I have three left. Okay, I have. I can have three left. I have four technically, but one's really more of an honorary mention. <laughs> that's fair. Vanessa, how many do you have left? I have I I have three. I can do three. Okay. I have three, but they're going to be taken. I would have. <laughs> yeah, to get that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, is, oh, yeah. ours I, have, I would have to do a blast taken. to the past or something. We might we might have we might have two rounds left, but this is what happens. Past I mean, it starts with ten. It really gets whittled down to like seven. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But but Brett, yeah, let's let's go to Ooh, you me. for one of your then last I'm get three. A good one. Cool. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. Okay, now I'm going to have to defer to matthew for the actual name okay but it would have to be avatar flights of passage the banshee or the whatever you're gonna say it is mm-hmm. that's it this was on my list it's the link chair it's the link chair where you attach yourself to a, well the computer system matches you and attaches you to a actual banshee that is out in avatar land mm-hmm. yeah Amazing. Well, oh, again, Matthew. Okay, and Vanessa, you haven't done this. No, I've I done. Kind of I've like, done flight of passage. Have done? I you have. have. I haven't. Yeah. Oh, I, I take yeah. a boning. If I'm on a good day, I can take a boning um, and be able to handle it. So. And I also think because I've gone on it in different times, and I think because it's kind of the same type of attraction as. Uh, oh my gosh! It just came up with the other one that yeah uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, the Soren vehicle. Sorry if someone's mentioning that, I'm but not, but not saying a word. <laughs> because, okay, um, because you're there's multiple levels of that. So I have found that if you are kind of in the center of 
that whole large ride structure, it's, um, it is uh, less aggressive, <laughs> shall we say, um, for those with motion sickness, because there have been a couple of times I've, I've gone out and I'm like going, see, Vanessa could do this. This is fine. This is fine. Another time, oh, there's no way. There's just no way Vanessa could do this. So, you know, so you kind of, is there a way that you can ask for a certain specific? Oh, yes. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, if you can, Even you can always, you can, you can always request. Um, and I've done that before because you're right, Brett. There's three levels: the bottom, middle, and top. And you can request to get the uh, the middle one is the best. It's really mm -hmm. hard to get some um, because there's only Soren has three like A, B, and C. Um, so there's like a mm -hmm. left, a middle, and a right. Mm -hmm. Flight of Passage only has two: a left and a right. Um, mm -hmm. but if you get the middle if you tell if you tell them you want to sit in the middle of the screen they'll know mm -hmm. what you're talking about and get you the right chair so there you go vanessa and there i will go in the future if i'm feeling the slightest bit of you know ooey <laughs> yeah in the words yeah. of matthew i will consider it <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need that's all you need it's uh the, it is counterintuitive because in most cases for attractions if i if i need to avoid motion sickness i choose the front row or something where I get, I can see the side. Um, this is the opposite because there's really nowhere else that you can look other than straight ahead into the screen, um, except for like looking at the other guests, but they move with you. So it's very disorienting if you actually look at other guests the whole time. There's really nothing that's 100% stationary that's in your view. So it makes it hard. So you have to actually to get over the motion sickness, you actually have to fully immerse yourself and make believe mm -hmm. that you are flying um, because that's the only way you have to totally convince your brain that this is really happening. Mm -hmm. um, cool. And then it's manageable, manageable to do. I I will consider this. That's, you know me, I, I never pressure anybody because in the, in the when the tables are turned, I, I do not give in to anybody's desires. I'm like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Thank you. <laughs> if I'm riding this or not. Um, yeah, but the the vehicle design for this is really interesting. Um, so different that, like you you mentioned, it, it compares to Soren, and it does, but it's a totally no, different structure. Um, I mean, you're feeling the lungs expand on yeah. the banshee. You know, another vehicle with and, personality. Um, yeah. I talk about this in the it, Flight of Passage episode that it's the that I did where it's the um, one of the few cases where you have two vehicle experiences with one vehicle um so when you sit in it for the first time it's meant to be just a chair and mm -hmm. so it it has yeah it's got the haptics which are really cool like it makes it feel like something's happening um yes. and it has that t that that computer monitor in front of you yeah it's so it feels like a chair like that's what it's supposed to feel like is a chair but as soon as the uh the shields reveal the screen and you go into that, you know, go through that transition that now you are in Pandora on your Banshee. Um, you can't really see the vehicle below you, but all of a sudden it mm. feels totally different. It feels like an entirely different vehicle altogether. It feels like a Banshee. But the breathing that you mentioned, Brett, which is they didn't like these are the extra things. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to make the vehicle breathe to make it convincing. But it's just those little things that you really believe you're riding a banshee. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That's incredible. And the fact that, um, Vanessa, for you, part of the thing that does help is every individual seat is its own central point of motion. Um, 
So that actually is another factor that helps with motion sickness because when you're on Soren, the whole vehicle, like you could be off center from that point of motion, but every Ooh, individual that, that link may chair, explain why. <laughs> yeah. Soren yeah. really does me in. Soren makes, makes so me dizzy. Simple. I'm not going to lie, mm -hmm. Soren, especially Soren around the world. Soren over California didn't mm -hmm. do that to me, but Soren, Soren around the world really does make me queasy um, because the the visuals don't really match what you're seeing and there is more motion on, they, they've made it a little, a little bit more intense than, uh, still tame experience, but a little bit, a little bit less tame than Soren over California. Um, but because the vehicles or the chairs for Flight of Passage um, are themselves a central point, like it's on its own pivot. Um, it does it does make it a little bit better, even if the motions are faster. And it is, I have to admit, it is very smooth. Um, so that that helps a lot. Like the the motions are extremely fluid. Um, so it it feels like you're just flying on air. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing ever too wild. And if it does, like there are points where I know I've sort of. I understand the points that visually make me queasy. So if I close my eyes at those scenes, because the motion is just so fluid and it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, kind of casually just moving up and down and left and right, nothing too aggressive. Um, it makes it better. Yeah. And the wind in your face and the, the mist effects, right. like a lot of things Spray. make it more tolerable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so yeah. we've talked and like, so the link chair was on my list as well, but not to jump uh, your order here, but we've Go talked for so it. much about Soren uh, that and, and how sore in it might make Vanessa and you, but uh, it is such a great ride vehicle. And honestly, I love the story behind it. Um, you know, you may know the Imagineer's name off the top of your head. It's, it's failing me right now, but Mark I Sumner. love the story. Yeah, I love the story that he went home at Thanksgiving and found an old Erector set and they were trying to come up with a ride vehicle that could match something uh, to make this work. And here he was building his Erector set when his family was was meeting up for the holidays and uh, came back into work the next day and was like, I think we can make this work. You could stack people on top of each other. And so it is one of those that just, uh, again, moved everything forward for Imagineering. And uh, it is such a lovely attraction. That score is just so brilliant and so beautiful. Uh, I do, much like I think just about everybody, uh, wishes that Soarin' Over California would come back uh, at mm -hmm. Walt Disney World. And I know that it had been back for a little bit at Disneyland, but uh, it it still is just a great attraction, even with uh, Soarin' Around the World. And um, it's definitely one that was on my list for sure. Great answer for sure. Um, that the the original flight simulator. Um, yeah. For but it really it's such a simple, uh, simple like the fact that it's a toy in in grand scale is just so cool. So mm -hmm. I love that answer too. Vanessa, how about you? Okay, I feel very strongly about this um, because I I know a lot of people aren't going to think a boat ride deserves to be on this list. But listen, not all boat rides are created equally. True. And I I was thinking about which boat rides I love the most, and I I think that would be pirates because you really you you're it feels like you're walking down into a canal and you're getting on a real boat. Now this is controversial. But other of the boats, they, they're very plastic. They're very hard. They kind of lack um, imagination. Um, I don't like 
to be in a, a tube. Don't put me in a tube. Put me in a real river, uh, small world in, in Disneyland. Um, so I really like the the pirate's boat ride. And if I had to pick one boat ride to do forever, that would be the one I would choose. It's my favorite boat ride attraction. So I'll agree with you there. Um, I'd actually pick a different vehicle. I don't have any water rides on my list, um, believe it or not. Which but... one Which one am I missing here? Uh, there's well, two. The one I there's... thought you would have, Vanessa, clearly. How else are you going to see the backside of water? Well, I okay, Three. I have I that on that my... Here's what I don't like about that. The reason I didn't put Jungle Cruise uh, listed is because the the box in the middle gives me such anxiety because people step on it and they tell then they yell at them, don't step on it, don't step on it. And it, it makes me so anxious that pirates, I just feel like I'm getting in and okay. we're good to go. Okay. Well, That's Vanessa, fair. I think the way to make the perfect... The perfect uh, Jungle Cruise ride is to have you be a skipper because I want that to I agree. happen because you'd be great. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Brett. That is the most <laughs> intelligent thing you've said this whole time. And that is uh, thank you. that is uh, something I'd love to try. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. I, I, it's, my, uh, it's my way I can apologize for the turkey leg. I will, I, will only give, <laughs> I will only give my boat ride answers that are actually not on my top 10 list if there are no other boat answers. Nope. I like small world, no. but you know. Okay. I, the two the two boat ve- I have no boats on my list, but the two boat vehicles I would have picked are the boats on Navi River Journey, um, mm-hmm. because they are small and intimate. Uh, you know, four to eight seaters, depending on okay. how they organize mm-hmm. the parties and um, a unique design and um, living with the land, um, because that that is a really <laughs> unique, a really unique boat. Um, it has nothing to do Literally. with the attraction. I promise, it's the boat. Um, Literally, I cannot walk by or do that attraction <laughs> without thinking about you. I yeah. just hope you know that, that like that is what you've done to me. Like every time I'm by that attraction, I'm just like, oh, Matthew, like every time, <laughs> literally every time. <laughs> I, um... I mean, Kilimanjaro Safari is a little bit that way, but like for whatever reason, living with the land, um, it's just you, man. <laughs> I think I think I just I don't let living with the land go. <laughs> it's it's become attached to me. So I just I, I feed into it. Um, uh, where do I go? All right. All right. I'm going to go with, uh, this one next. It's, uh, that I still have two left. Um, this is the, again, innovative and iconic or, you know what? Not iconic, but unique. Um, no, it's, it's iconic too. What am I saying? Um, it's the Millennium Falcon on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Another one I cannot do, but this is a ride vehicle. That is the Millennium Falcon cockpit. That is mm-hmm. the most, like, talk about if you're a Star Wars fan, walking through that door and sitting in the Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon, uh, whether you're a pilot, an engineer, or a gunner, like, it doesn't matter. That it's just all the, the fact that they have 200 knobs in there um, wow. is is amazing. Um, and how they manage to, I'll have to do, you know, this is a plug, I will do a Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run attraction episode at some point oh, and tell you how they manage to make a, such an efficient attraction but still make it feel like you're only six people getting into the one and only Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll plug that for another time. Oh, I um, wait for that episode. Yeah. Because, you know, when you, get, when you get into it, you feel like there's only one and you're going on it. You might Absolutely. be taking a different journey than the last time, but it's just, you know, there's only one of them, you know. Let's do this. Yep. Let's go to our last answer. If you have two, you can. Does anybody have two? 
left? I, I, like I said, I had an honorable mention. I don't need to mention it. Um, I, but I, I can have one last answer. Okay. Makes sense. All right, Craig, let's go to you then. I know you just went first last time as well, but let's go to your final answer. Absolutely. So this is my favorite attraction. I have not done it in Disneyland. I know that it's different in Disneyland. Um, I also know that it's one of the only attractions where they've really tried to incorporate it to every park uh, around the world, and that is Space Mountain. And it's because, again, it's a wonderful way to have your own intimate experience because you're in that single ride car. Um, and then also the fact that there's only three of you attached in each of the ride vehicles. Now you have two of those, so there's six total. But when you get into that dark space, you really kind of feel like you're almost completely on your own uh, going through space. And it's just wonderful. You, Especially the coaster itself, it really does not ever get up to a, a, a large speed or a fast speed. But because of how tight the turns are and everything else, it feels like you're really traveling through uh, space at a high High speed and I love it. I every single time I'm at Magic Kingdom, I have to do it several times. This past trip, uh, I went to Magic Kingdom four different days. I did it four different uh, days and times. I absolutely love that ride, and it's my favorite in all the the parks. And so I uh, had to put Space Mountain on the list. This is an attraction where not every seat is treated equally. Every seat has a very different feel to it. So, Craig, do you what is your favorite seat? on row seat one or one through six i actually like seat three because seat three. then you get the experience you're kind of still in the front um, but then you also get the experience of seeing those ahead of you especially when those ahead of you happen to be your friends and they're screaming their heads off uh, <laughs> i absolutely love that um i was actually worried about uh my my son was tall enough to ride the last trip we went on and i was worried about him being on it in an individual seat but i think because you feel so comfortable in those seats and in that vehicle um he really enjoyed it as well so if you're ever worried about that with small children uh, of course your child you're going to know them best but he really enjoyed it still and so i would recommend trying to do it fair enough Seat five has the least leg room. That is the one thing. Or sorry, seat four. Seat four has the least leg room. That's the one thing I always remember. Um, mm -hmm. Vanessa, let's go to you next. What is your final answer? My final one is uh, Radiator Springs Racers. I, I I'm surprising myself that I would say that, but I, I haven't ridden Test Track. But when Brett took me on it, I really did feel like we were in our own speedy car and it would, we we're whizzing around and it just the wind hits your face and it would just felt incredible. Great answer. Another. I can't believe I didn't think of that one. And I was even thinking of Test Track, which I didn't even put on the list, but I should have thought of that one. Totally a different and every vehicle has personality there, too different colors, different characters. Great answer. Brett, what's your last one? Oh, gosh. Now I, I could go on a lot longer now. But <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, have you hard. picked your, your, the last one that you feel like I, I can't do this episode without mentioning this one? Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Brett. Well, okay. <laughs> this is hard. I know. But uh, I, I would say that now, okay, I'm, this might, this might sound like a cheat, um, because I'm going to add more than one answer, but um, but uh, but talk me through this. Oh, because the Amazing Spider-Man is kind of at at um, Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure is is kind of like um, if there's a it's suspended from the top, so it counts as a uh, as a uh, Peter Pan's flight. Kind of. Are you talking about web slingers? Or... Yes. That mm -hmm. I believe is still on a track oh, on the sorry. bottom. 
I'm sorry. I was, I was like, oh, I was looking at my notes. And I was looking at it incorrectly, but yes. Okay. Okay. So that, so I'm not, I'm not counting. That's not my, answer. okay. So not web so slingers. I'm going to not web slingers, but, um, cause it's more about the action and not the vehicle. So thank you for you know talking me out of that. Um, I'm going to show <laughs> some trying. love. I'm going to show some love for something that I think they were expecting this to be the best experience for for every guest and it's gone through a couple of changes okay and I survive it uh so I'm going to say mission space <laughs> and I you know I've never been okay is it the green one that well, I don't want to say it's the wimpy version the orange the, um, orange is oh you say wimpy <laughs> green yeah. is the tame version yeah tame tame that's a much nicer word thank you tame i've never been on the green i've only been on the orange and um you know, and i've got to say you know when they when it first came out and i mean people were really getting sick and all of that so that wasn't a good thing but they were they were talking to astronauts and they said to take a mint and when you're going when you're being launched into space is to suck on a mint or have a banana anyway i i i took the mint and so okay so if we can take me back to that time briefly so i i i bought mints at then it was centorium you know the place where you would get gifts so i would i had themed mints and i had mints so i i walked into the attraction i had a mint in my mouth i was i was preparing for this well mission space haha anyway and i was assigned engineer i was kind of in the first time i went it i was kind of i was a party of one so i was kind of like the crazy uncle with the family you know and uh so I'm, I'm about ready to get in the actual vehicle and I realize that my mint is gone. My, my mint is gone and my life depends on it. So I am fumbling through the mint, the tin mints again, and I'm putting a mint in and putting it in my pocket so I can go into space. I follow the rules. I only looked ahead and yeah, but that vehicle, I mean, that vehicle is based on the actual training modules, isn't it? That's right. So that's pretty impressive. And I think they were expecting everyone to really enjoy that. And it it never was. You know, I think I, I got um, Soren say, became uh, Soren was Soren happened shortly thereafter and Soren was the big one when they thought I, it would be mission space. I gotta say, Matthew, you gotta save this thing. We can't lose listeners. We can't uh leave this episode <laughs> on mission space as the final thing. So you know here. I, I did save um I did save a good one for last. I don't know if it's the best one, but um so mine oh, is another sure it is. It's another roller coaster. X2 Deep Space Shuttle is a good answer, Brett. But the um so it's a train. It is one of the longest trains at Walt Disney World. It is the T trains on Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Oh, um my. a favorite attraction for a lot of people. I love the fact that it has a little bit of personality, the fact that there is real steam that it seems like it's coming seems like it's coming out of the vehicle it's surrounding the vehicle when it boards the when it loads into the station is pretty cool um, but each it like this is a long coaster car so talking about each row is a different experience especially when knowing goes forwards and backwards um the the t trains the design of them the story behind them go back and listen to an exhibition everest episode that i did and uh okay. you'll uh you'll get some more information about them but really cool backstory to the the fact that, by the way, they're called T-trains. There's a reason that these are T-trains. So a little bit of a plug for you to dig a little bit deeper into what that is. But we've uh, we've rounded out this full list here. So I have one final rapid fire question. If you could pick one ride vehicle 
that you would say is your absolute favorite, what would it be? I'll go and do my answer first, just because I feel like I pose such a, a big impossible question. It's uh, unfair. I'm actually going to give Craig's answer, the Tembo trucks on Kilimanjaro safaris because of my, uh, you know, personal history with being able to drive them um, and just how unique they are too. So that's, uh, that's my answer. I'm going to throw you for a complete loop here and completely cheat, but uh, my listeners would know that I just completed my first marathon at Walt Disney World. My favorite ride vehicle that was not mentioned today are your own nice pair of running shoes as you're running around Walt Disney World property uh, during a run Disney event. But if you wanted an actual answer uh, to this, I would say that I have to stick with Space Mountain uh, and those ride vehicles. It's just incredible and it's my favorite attraction. So it makes sense that those ride vehicles would be my favorite as well. Vanessa, how about you? Oh, this is just so tough. Um, I'm, I've only done it in Disneyland and on the one trip, but I think today in this moment, I want to say the, the Indiana Jones ride. I think that's just the most fun. And let's see if Brett agrees with me. I will agree with you, but again, staying on track since you chose that I'm, and I fully agree with that. That is, that is, that is my favorite attraction, but I must mention the Optimover because it's both, you know, the Doom Mobile, it's the Clam Shell Mobile, but and, and so many other uh, ways to go through attractions. Um, so as far as a vehicle, let's give our props to Bob Gurr. Mm -hmm. I love that. And what a great way to round out our discussion. Um, and uh I know we've been chatting for a while, but I really love going through this list. Um, if any of the listeners out there do not follow Beyond the Mouse, please do give them a listen. They offer some incredible episodes to go back, some amazing interviews, really amazing interviews to go back and listen to as well. Um, but uh, to all three of you, to Brett, Craig, and Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me. And I uh, hope you have a magical day. And look out for these attraction vehicles when next time you go to the <laughs> Disney parks. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us, Matthew. Yeah, thank we, you. We thank can't you. tell you how much uh, your podcast helps us get through our Disney downers after we get back from a trip and you do such great work. So keep it up. And uh, we're so excited for your rebranding and where you're going to be going in the future. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. I appreciate that. Welcome back to Imagination Central. I sincerely hope you enjoyed part two of our discussion, which capped off the last remaining attraction vehicles we had on our list of favorites. Once again, I want to sincerely thank my friends at Beyond the Mouse, Brett, Vanessa, and Craig for joining this discussion. If you don't already, please be sure to subscribe to Beyond the Mouse on your favorite podcast app and check them out on social media as well. All their podcast episodes are incredible, but I especially enjoy their interviews with some of your favorite Disney legends and celebrities. They have some incredible guests that they've had on the show before, and they really put on such an enjoyable show. Of course, I want to turn this conversation over to you and here, just like I asked in part one, which Disney 
Disney attraction vehicles you enjoy the most. Let us know if you have your own top 10 list and why you feel those particular ride vehicles are some of the best that Disney has to offer. You can submit your answers and join the conversation by finding Imagination Skyway on your favorite social media channels. I've posted this question to several locations, including our Instagram page and our Facebook group, all of which you can find links to over at imaginationskyway.com. If you don't already subscribe to the show, I encourage you to hit that subscribe or follow button, whether you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Amazon Music, or any other podcast app. Better yet, if you have a moment to leave us a rating or a review in that podcast app, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that really goes a long way to help the show out because it increases our relevance if somebody searches for a related topic in these apps, and it encourages others to check out our podcast episodes if they come across the show and haven't done so already. As always, I want to give a huge thanks as well to our Patreon members. The show truly would not be possible without your support. You can learn more about how to contribute to the show, how to unlock a tremendous amount of bonus content, and join a private community of listeners and events by heading to imaginationskyway.com community. There you'll find the current benefits that are available to our supporters of the show and how you can become a part of that community. And when you're ready to book your next trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Aulani, or any other Disney destination, be sure to check out our travel partners, Magical Park Vacations, by heading to MagicalParkVacations.com or finding them on social media at Magical Park Vacations. They are a team of travel agents who can help you to plan and book your next Disney vacation. They are who I personally use to book my Disney vacations and who I recommend, which is why I am thrilled to have them as an official sponsor of Imagination Skyway. Like most travel agents, their services are complimentary to you, but they offer a level of service and expertise that is some of the best in the business. You can get started again by heading to MagicalParkVacations.com or find Magical Park Vacations on social media. Plus, if you're looking for a little extra support on your next Disney vacation or a whole lot of extra support, I encourage you to reach out to WDW Park Planners over at WDWParkPlanners.com. They take the planning process a step further by offering a concierge service that creates a personalized day-by-day itinerary for you and your family plus virtual trip support that you can access while you're on your Disney vacation. WDW Park Planners is perfect for families who really want to make the most of their next vacation. This team of planners will work to understand your family's individual preferences and come up with the absolute best game plan for your vacation. They've offered me some incredible tips and have come up with some incredible plans for my vacations, and I know that they can do the exact same for you. Again, you can learn more and work with them by heading to www.parkplanners.com or find WDW Park Planners on social media. Last but not least, I want to encourage you, as I always do, to go after your dreams and your goals, big and small, no matter what they might be. And as Walt Disney would say, quit talking and begin doing. Make the most of every single day and go make your dreams come true. Thank you so much for riding aboard Imagination Skyway. And remember, if we can dream it, we can do it. Folks, 
Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. When you're at Walt Disney World Resort for the world's most magical celebration, every moment is amazing, the joy is never-ending, and the memories last a lifetime. Because when you celebrate with us, nothing could be more magical. Contact Magical Park Vacations to book your Walt Disney World Resort vacation today. Call 585-662-3686 or visit MagicalParkVacations.com.